I'm fine, I'm fine, thank you. Uh, right now, I'm at my girlfriend's place because I have um, an internet problem uh, at my uh, at my place. So um, to, to get a good connection, it was better like to move here. <laughs> nice, But I'm in nice. Lyon. It's still in nice. Lyon. Because <laughs> that's where you live, right? Exactly, yeah. Exactly. Okay, perfect. So, you know, just to give you like a little introduction, you know, to the people that might not know you, right? Um, so you've been working... Uh, with tattoo, with the tattoo world for a long time, right? You've been writing with, uh, you know, the specialized press and collaborating for like 20 years or something, right? That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I started in 2006. Uh, it was just the year I started like to get tattooed myself. I started a collaboration with uh, the, um, the only French tattoo magazine at the time uh, that was called Tatouage Magazine that, that still exists. And uh, that's it's all started like my yeah my tattoo career in, as a, as a journalist and uh, as a personal tattooed guy too. Okay, and how how was that? How was to collaborate with these people? Because I mean, it is it is a colorful world, right? So I guess that your background applied to that. It, it must have been different, you know. How how can you remember how you feel when you know in the first days of these collaborations? Um, the first days, yeah. The, the first. Uh, Mm, I was working as a freelancer for this magazine, so um, I had to do different things for, for the magazine, like interviewing tattooed people, uh, people that I would meet in the street, and I would pick up like the tattoos because I like it, and I thought that, uh, and then I started a conversation with the people in the street, and uh, while talking to them about their tattoos and who did it, Then I thought in my head that it would be interesting like to do an article with them. Um, then I would do also uh, interviews with tattooers. So at the time, it was mainly uh, French tattooers. So I would go to conventions or two. Um, and then I would do also... Um, there was a nice... Yeah, what was nice with the, the, the tattoo magazines at the time, even if there are if st still some of them exist, if, but there's a lot of things inside you can put and you can talk about music, you can talk about art, you can talk about movies and whatever. So um, I was very much into metal and rock music. I was living in Paris at the time. So there were a lot of uh, metal bands, heavily tattooed coming uh, to Paris. So um, yeah, I, I, I was super happy like to, 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 to meet some of my heroes like uh, ministry guys uh, sepultura guys uh, nice. marilyn manson even too so that was cool it was cool yeah but yeah that was a, a cool atmosphere it was a total discovery for me um because um yeah for, before working for this magazine i was a reader so i was reading tattoo magazine and um and when the tattoo topic um Uh, got stronger in my life, then I thought, yeah, well, yeah, I should, I, I should apply you know, to, to work for this magazine too. So, um, and as I started like to get tattooed, I, it was something that makes sense to, to, uh, to do that. Then I had something to say and understand about what I was doing and uh, also like to, to share with um, what I was living in with my tattoo. Nice. It's like mixing, mixing, you know, your different worlds, like coming together at a crossroad, like where they, you know, you can, uh, you know, your passion becomes your job, basically, right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. You know, like, I really like, I, I repeat this a lot of times. So many, many people will say, oh, we heard this before. But um, there is one thing that has been driving my, my career in the last few years. And I think it really applies well to this, which is, uh, you know, the stuff that a guy called Simon Sinek talks about. He's an entrepreneur, uh, very successful. One of these guys that give talks in, business, in uh, you know, big uh, enterprises and stuff. And he has this book called Start With Why, right? So he talks about, uh, you know, when you do something, it has different layers. You have the what, the how, and the why. You know, and often we start from what am I going to do, right? But then the core of it is the why, why you do it. And I think that you can really feel it in the outcome. Like, for example, your book, which we'll get to it in a, in a little while. Uh, when you're doing something because you feel really connected to it and you love to do it and you feel like you belong. It's not just a job and you're disconnected. You know what I mean? Of course. Yeah. Exactly. So I yeah. Think that, yeah. I agree. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, it's something that uh, all the people that share a passion may, uh, may, may understand. Yeah, you want to get 
more into it you will want to get closer to it you want to understand it you want to share it and you you want to feel the vibe so um the, especially about the, the vibe i think it's really something like that is um that, that is um, a good energy for you and uh then you want to 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 leave it uh, the 100 percent. yeah definitely yeah you just want to be part of it it's the same thing with tattooers you know like i remember the early days you know when i started hanging out at tattoo shops and just the same thing for everybody you just wanted to be there you know you yeah. just wanted to be a, to be part of that thing of that magic so i think it's the same thing with music you know like you being part of the world of this band somehow get a little piece of it right yeah, yeah. And also um, because I like traveling and uh, I think uh, I always I think like uh, getting into uh, the tattoo world also was kind of a travel for me also in the sense that I was discovering um, all the people, all the tattooers that were working and still are working, the tattooed people, how did they connect to tattooing and how do they live this experience? And, um, and also because, yeah, because I got interested into uh, Japanese tattooing, going to Japan was another part of the travel. So I really see also like to, to be to be there was more about like uh, what's in there and um, how beautiful is this world I'm getting into. And um, I met a lot of fantastic characters and I've never really got disappointed like uh, with, 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 this, with, with some of the people I've met, yeah. Yeah. And how did you get, you know, how did you get into Japan, Japanese culture, Japanese tattooing? You know, how did how did you end up? You know, what was it that was calling you? Uh, I, I got an interest in uh, in Japan for a very long time. I, I, when I try to 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 remember it, I think it came from the, the travel magazine my grandparents had. And uh, by looking at all the pictures uh, of this beautiful aesthetic uh, photos from Japan with the red vermilion, with uh, the, the the play of with the light and the shadow, and uh, with very strict lines, and this sense of um, um, simplicity also it it appealed to me for a long time, and um, I traveled to uh, in Southeast Asia as a backpacker uh, for 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 years, but uh, I always felt that going to Japan needed to be something special. And uh, then when I got closer to, uh, to tattooing, then the Japanese tattoo culture and, uh, and Japan really connected. Um, when I saw the work of uh, Horitoshi uh, in Tokyo, uh, it really blew my mind. It was really like a cultural shock. So uh, um, from this moment, I, there was really something uh, inside me that appealed me. Um, then I forgot a little bit about um, Horitoshi and the, the Japanese tattooing. I mean, I was still reading the, the, the magazines, but uh, then I participated into um, a journalism contest. Uh, this contest was organized. It was for young journalists, and I was about um, 20, 26 something like this. And um, so you, you had, and this uh, contest was organized by the, the cultural house. Uh, the Japanese cultural house in Paris, and uh, then you had to to um, to apply uh, to, to to submit um, uh, an article with, a, of course, with a Japanese culture to topic. And then I thought about the tattoo culture, and then I got more into the the history of the craft. And um, and uh, the more I worked on it, the more I discovered there was a lot to to learn and to 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 uh to understand so uh, it really triggered my my curiosity and my um and my desire to finally take this ticket to the adventure of uh the great <laughs> tattoo culture, japanese tattoo culture <laughs> nice is that is the 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 japanese house that you're referring to is the one close to the, the eiffel tower in paris that's right yeah yeah yep. yeah for the people that don't know it i discovered it by chance just because i was looking for Actually, I can't remember. I went on a guest spot or something, and then uh, I wanted to go to Museum, the Musée Guimet, which yep. is the one with the crazy big Asian collection, with a, which I recommend to anybody you know that are into Asian culture and, and art and go to Paris. Uh, and it was closed; it was late. I can't remember. So I ended up looking at that one, and they had this super cool exhibition about Japanese primitive art, super crazy stuff. And then at the bottom, they have this section with all the events that they have in Paris. 
focused on Japanese culture and they have like a book like this thick about all the stuff that is going on. So definitely, right. definitely something that I would recommend for the people, you know, they're interested in this and they go through Paris, you know, to stop by because it was super cool, at least for me. And that's right. And actually, uh, if you if 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 uh, people go to Paris and go to this uh, to this um, uh, cultural center, and the bu the building is is a more old, um, the, the, the architecture of the building is fantastic too, and there is a fantastic exhibition of um, great uh, Japanese photographer actually. So um, oh, nice. Ken White photography. Yeah. Uh, the photographer is called Doman Ken, and he's he's one of the the. The, the most iconic uh, Japanese photographer. So uh, it's definitely worth uh, a trip there. Awesome. Yeah, we'll definitely put some links in the description of the episode. Mm -hmm. And so you, you know, we fast forward a little bit. You have a back piece from Moritoshi, Moritoshi right. the first. That's right? right. Yep. So how did that, like, how was that journey? How did it start? How did it go? What, you know, what you remember? What is the, what is the thing that left you apart for, you know, this awesome back piece and stuff? But like, how was it? Uh, that was a fantastic trip. It took it took a long time, so that uh, that was a cool aspect of it. Um, I started in 2006, and uh, I finished it in uh, 2015 or something. Um, so it took me about eight years. Um, I started because, yeah, as I told you, I saw a feature about Horitoshi's work in uh, in the, the French Tattoo uh, magazine, and it really blew my mind. The, the the contrast, the the strengths, the um, the detail, the attention to details, everything really really connected very deep in me. And um, there was a specific back piece that I really liked with a dragon um, swirling with clouds and and waves. And um, I, yeah, it really appealed me. And uh, when I decided like to uh, to go there uh, to uh, to start the back piece, uh, it took me a year. To really think about it, because I, without any connection, no connection with uh, Horitoshi and uh, and the Japanese tattoo world, I could figure that it would take a long time. Because of course, like the um, Horitoshi does the lining with uh, with the machine, but he shades it with uh, with the tabori, so it, it takes a lot of time. And uh, so I could figure that it, it would take a lot of money, a lot of time. At that time, I didn't I have a lot of money, so um, I it took me a year to to think about it and to figure that maybe it would take ten years of my life, and uh, uh, it was a, like a mental preparation to um, to to be prepared to do this trip until the end for the next ten years. So it started quite um, modestly because I didn't have a lot of money, as I said, and um, I could pay only fifteen hours of work. Um, so every year I would. I, I would go for about 15 hours, and um, but then my uh, then uh, I got uh, my uh, my situation uh, got better. I got more money. I could uh, make more trips to Japan. Uh, when I started, I would go once a year and doing just 15 hours, and um, and then in the end, yeah, it it take it took me uh, eight years for 134 hours of work. Um, but but it was a great trip, fantastic trip. Yeah, it was really for me, as I said, yeah, um, an adventure. And um, as I was working for this tattoo magazine, um, then going to Japan allowed me also like to to get into more the Japanese tattoo culture, to do interviews with tattooers. Then I met quite quickly uh, Horiyoshi Free also. So. Um, but by doing all these interviews and then meeting people there, tattooed people, tattooed women, uh, it's really it it was very important for my education. And yeah. uh, but at then I was very happy to share it with the tattoo magazine by coming back and so publishing these interviews. And because uh, I see I see in your in your bio that you know you also you cross path with like. Many others, right? Oride, Shige, Oritara, all these people. Like, what do you can you remember some, you know, some details about these specific people? You know, whatever comes to mind that left an impression of you of these specific people. Like, oh, I remember, you know, this person really was like the something that you know stayed with you a little bit. Um yeah, Horitoshi first was very impressive first, I have to say, because when we um 
when we uh, met for the first time, it was uh, for my first appointment to start this, uh, this back piece. So uh, uh, the, the first impression for, from, from uh, the, the Japanese that were, uh, of course, is uh, from Horitoshi. And I remember, like, it took me a long time to have this meeting um, because I, at the time, internet was not so uh, so easy and Horitoshi didn't have a website. But then by going through all the internet, I could find a phone number. And then I called uh, in Tokyo and... Uh, well, the, the, the guy who, um, the apprentice who, who picked up the phone told me that uh, I should call later to, 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 call, to talk to another apprentice who could speak English. So I, I repeated this. And um, finally, when I could have uh, a meeting uh, in, um, in Tokyo, of course, I was surprised, like someone like me who doesn't have any tattoos asked for uh, doing a back piece that would take 130 hours. Um, so there was still surprise uh, to see that I was at the appointment um, <laughs> <laughs> and after that we, we booked like maybe three months before. And um, I remember there was a um, uh, Horitoshi's manager. There were also like um, some apprentices. There was um, Shunho, Shunho who is now working in Yokohama, I think. And, um, and they were asking me what I wanted. Uh, was I sure like to start this back piece with Horitoshi and not with another tattooer? And um, I remember Horitoshi at the time was sitting on his chair behind his uh, workstation and uh, he was the, 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 the arms crossed, sitting on the back of his chair and looking at me. And so he, he wasn't talking at all, but he was there. And uh, I think he, he was kind of evaluating me and um, so that is a big, a big souvenir, a big memory for me. Then, of course, uh, dur during my work, um, yeah, Horiyoshi was a great, uh, was a great, uh, fantastic uh, meeting. The, the, the first time we met, it was in the old studio. So it was packed with books, photos, objects, um, autographs, uh, sheets of paper, um, and of course, the, the place was very sm quite small, and um, of course, he was super impressive. Um, even if he, if, even though he was uh, quite, uh, quite, uh, uh, he, he's not very tall, and uh, but uh, but there was a certain atmosphere, uh, very, very special, very magic. Uh, it left a very big impression on me. Yeah, because even just visually. Also, because it's so different from what you know, you're French, I'm Italian, you know, from what we are used to, the way we grew up, even just visually, that is standing on itself. You know, that, that wealth of information of a lifetime at a very high level, like prints and paintings and books and stuff, right? That's right, yeah. All the knowledge of this man, uh, you, you, you could tell from the books and from everything that was packed in this studio, yeah. And um, yeah, that, that was super impressive. And also in Japan, you have like this uh, very quite low uh, pace uh, that um, that you, you you can feel that uh, you 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 you're not allowed somehow like to to talk whenever you want. You have to wait mm. for someone to ask you something or to be invited, like to participate to the conversation. Otherwise, you should stay a little bit aside. So. Um, that was also very, uh, very impressive, like as a feeling. Nice. Like this reminds me of something that Andreas Conan told me that, uh, you know, has a shop in Aachen and he organized the Aachen convention. Mm -hmm. And he told me once, cause he, he, he went and he goes a lot to Japan and all of that has a lot of connections. And he was telling me that his favorite thing about Japanese people is that compared to the West, they don't just open their mouth and say the invent the first thing that comes to mind, because he said, that from what he, have learned, he has learned, right? In their culture, when you say something and that something is stupid or is something not accurate or is something embarrassing, whatever, you know, you're going to put the other person in a, in a bad position now or, or calling you out or be like, dude, that's not okay. So he was saying that what he likes is that he thinks that, you know, Japanese people, when you, even when you look at them, they think a lot before they speak because then they say, okay, what I say has to be right. Otherwise then, you know, not only for me, but for the other person, there's going to be consequences, right? So you see them thinking and you say something or like, mm, mm, mm. they think a lot mm, mm, and then they speak. And he's like, I love that. And I, I really like that thing because, you know, in the West, we're a bit the opposite, you know, mm. 
right? And, <laughs> and again, it's, the, it's the, also the beauty of different cultures, you know, but, you know, that thing stay with me is like, oh, that's interesting, you know, the stuff that interested, right? Yeah, that's right. Especially in France and in Italy, like the, yeah. the people, they, they like to they like to bubble the conversation just to share and to make it uh, warm somehow by by talking just by talking. And uh, that's right. In Japan, like um, I feel like a, a lot of the time, also the, the people they don't want to ask you, so they don't um, they, they don't want to ask you something that might be out of context or too. Um, private, intimate, or whatever. So yeah, they, they, they are very careful. They are very careful about what uh, they are saying to, to make you um, to, to, to make you comfortable somehow or not, un, not, comfort, not uncomfortable. Yeah. So you know, this is really a great appreciation also of the, the way the people deal together. Yeah, the different, different, the nuances. You know, this, maybe I'm going to say something stupid now, but, you know, <laughs> it reminds me of something that I read in a very cool book, but it's only in Italian. I don't think it's translated in English, which, if you translate it, it's called The Aesthetic of Emptiness by a guy oh, yeah. called uh, Gian Giorgio Pasqualotto. I don't know if they translated it. Okay. And, and the cool thing is that this guy uh, tries to explain, the author, uh, the beauty of emptiness that they have, you know, in Japan, for example, coming from, let's say, religion and how that affects different aspects of life, like the arts, like, for example, the Ikebana or like the Sumi paintings or the way they arrange houses, the decorated. And it's really connected also with like, you know, Taoism and that kind of stuff. And the fact that it's affected by the, by, it's kind of like the yin yang effect, meaning you have the full and then you have the empty and the empty has uh, the same, if not more importance than the fool. Otherwise, the fool could not exist, right? Kind of like light and dark, this dualism kind of thing. So maybe it makes me think of, you know, maybe they also in conversation, they appreciate more the emptiness of it, the silence, while let's say in Italy or France, you know, we, we want to feel every little bit, you know, you see also this like in art, like for example, the Renaissance art, Baroque and stuff, you know, like feel full, full, full. And then you look at their Sumi painting and it's the opposite. You know, you try to use, you know, the least amount of possible of ink or whatever and use these negative spaces to, to make this landscape. You know what I mean? It's like this philosophical yeah. that mm -hmm. stretch towards like in different aspects of life. So maybe in conversation is the same. They're like, you know what? Actually, silence is cool. You know, and I say <laughs> this as I'm, as I'm speaking, you know. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It reminds me, like, uh, when you when you talk about like this, yeah, it uh, there is an image that come up to my mind. It's like, uh, for example, Okusai. From uh, you, you have uh, like a, um, a blank paper, and then you have just with very very little um, um, with very little uh, um, shades. He he can make a, a cloud appearing. Uh, and then a dragon coming out or the just the movement of a dragon with very few things and it's always fascinated me like this uh, ability like to make something coming alive with very few um, elements yeah right like the valuing that's the thing that fascinates me like the fact that the empty is important as much as the rest and not like mm. oh there is an empty space put something in there's like no that mm. that has its own value, so that's cool. Um, it's breathing, yeah, it's a, it's a matter of breathing also, mm -hmm. which apply really well to tattooing. You know, the first, the thing that comes to mind, I talk about this sometimes in, in you know in classes and stuff, like Philip Liu. You know, the way he used, you know, when you think about contrast, like these big empty areas, and he breathes so much, and it's just like perfect balance. Mm. You know? But mm. um, and so you, you know. Uh, you at some point in 2009, I think it says in your bio, you uh, collaborated or created the documentary The Way of the Ink, right? That's right. Yeah. Would you like to, to tell a little bit about what that was, that experience? And Oh, yeah, sure. Um, that was the first time I I had the opportunity to work for uh, in um, another field in uh, journalism as uh, writing. So filming was uh, was very interesting. And as I was living this experience with Horitoshi, and um, I felt uh, at the time there was not so much uh, images of uh, Horitoshi. There was a film uh, that uh, Mario Barth shot uh, with uh, Horitoshi. Um, and then um, yeah, I wanted also like to expand also maybe like the, 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 the um, 
the, the opportunity to see the, the, a wilder Japanese tattoo culture. And um, I wanted to spend time also with Horitoshi to show him, to show his work. And um, at one point when we were uh, together with Horitoshi uh, during the tattoo sessions, yeah, I asked him, yes, and say, do you, do you want to, what about doing a film? There is not so much images with you. So, um, I mean, that to me, when I met Horitoshi before coming to Japan, I wrote him a letter and I asking for, for the appointment. And I remember, I think, like saying in the letter that he was to me uh, one of the real Japanese national treasure. You know, like in, in Japan, where the, the craftsmen are highly valued and they are valued as national human treasure. And um, <clears throat> one of my motivation also like with the, the Japanese tattooing is that I felt like many people before me felt that the, the Jap this craft was not recognized as, uh, as it should. So uh, I thought it was important also like to, 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 to keep a record of uh, Horitoshi, his work, and other people that were, um, in, that were part of this tattoo world. But also it was uh, kind of um, uh, opportunity to, to, to show also the, the, the aspect of the, the, the way the society looked at Japanese tattooing. So I asked Sensei, and uh, he said, "Yeah, um, fine." It, it took it took him a, a little bit of time. Of course, I was quite young. I didn't have any experience in the, in the documentary field. Um, but then I I said that uh, I had a friend uh, that were who she were she she was a journalist and she did already uh, um, documentaries and um, uh, especially a documentary about the the rock culture in Tokyo. And um, then he finally agreed. And uh, it was it was great. Uh, we we um, we had the the opportunity like to to shoot in the studio. Horitoshi was super open. Um, he really opened the doors. He, I mean, by uh, accepting to talk about the tattoos, about the culture, about um, having a camera also with him, and to let uh, his um, customer be filmed. Um, so yeah, it was a it was a great experience. We spent three weeks, if I remember correctly, in Tokyo to, to, to make the documentary. And um, then, yeah, it, the, the, the most difficult is when we got back and we had uh, like about 27 hours of filming and then we had to make it uh, something uh, about an hour. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, no, it was a great experience. Yeah, yeah. But nice. it's a bit old now. <laughs> a lot of things happened. <laughs> yeah, I... but you know, like, like I, I think it, it, you know, even if things change, it, it's always important to see where things come from either. So even if it's like, oh, now it's like this, but how did it go to this point? And you can see, you know, before. So I think it's, it, you know, you will never lose value. You know, that's, yeah, that's... that's right. Yeah, and I, I thank also like all the people that were in, in the film. Uh, I, I think I, I still... Uh, have a lot of um, lot of gratitude for Itoshi to let us uh, film this because, of course, it was uh, my first experience like this, uh, and um, and then also like to some of the people who uh, agreed to to talk, uh, especially Yoko, for example, who uh, a woman who is uh, heavily tattooed, who has a bodysuit from Shige. and she accepted mm. like to be filmed in uh, outside. She accepted to show uh, her fantastic body. Uh, to the camera and talk about like the, the difficulty for a woman to be tattooed in Japan and um, because she's not uh, she's working in a very normal uh, way she's an, she was an accountant accountant at the, at the time so she she had to hide her tattoos even though the tattoos goes um, close to the to the hands so and she she uh, she agreed yeah to to speak freely and it was very inspiring Nice, nice. Mm. And um, all right, so now let's get to the juicy stuff. Right? <laughs> so, so who is Akimitsu Takagi? Ah, Akimitsu Takagi. So um, uh, Mr. Takagi is um, uh, Mr. Takagi is born in 1920 and um, he left us in 1995 uh, at 75. Uh, he's one of the most prolific and uh, important, I think, um, crime novel writer in Japan. Uh, he wrote his daughter, who I met, told me that when he left, he 
when he left uh, this world, he left about 250 stories. There is a statue in his library um, that uh, was given by his publisher, um, Kodansh uh, Kodakawa, and uh, who and uh, who um, is a uh, how do you say? Um, it commemorates the 10 million copies of his books sold. Wow. So it's quite something. And um, Akimitsu Takagi is really quite very interesting character. I guess maybe Bill, Sal Bill Salmon, who um, uh, symbolically uh, talked about tattoos as a reflection of, of a diamond. You know, there are many perceptions to tattooing, so uh, everybody has his own perception. And I guess like uh, Mr. Takagi is uh, someone with uh, many facets. So um, at first, he's born uh, in the north of Japan, and then he became, um, he, he, he's graduated uh, as an engineer in uh, one of the best universities in Japan from the Kyoto University. Uh, Kyoto University, University for example, uh, is still providing 30% of the people at the, uh, in the government, for example. So it's still a very, very high educated people. And Mr. Takagi um, worked uh, during the war in, uh, in the aeronautic industry, so in the plane industry. And uh, when, the, when Japan um, uh, lost the war, the Second World War, and America and the United States occupied, uh, occupied Japan, um, he had a, a very, very strange reaction to, to this uh, situation because, of course, he, he had lost his job. Um, he was looking for his future. And um, Mr. Takagi, who was a, a scientific, um, do, did something that, really fasc that still fascinates me. He went to see a fortune teller. And uh, the fo uh, he went to see a fortune teller who, um, by looking at the lines in his hand, said... Um, you should write a book. You should write a book, and then you will, uh, you will, you you will get success. And um, Mr. Takagi apparently didn't really uh, wait very long before considering to write a book. And what's interesting is that he didn't have any book like hidden somewhere, no novel that he started but not finished. Uh, so he didn't really have any. Uh, any will to, to, to write before the fortune teller uh, advised him to maybe consider it would be a good idea. And uh, so he thought about it and he and then he, he started like to, 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 to rethink about the, to, to think about a story and rethink about a book that he had, uh, had read before. And then he came out with this story in, uh, which is situated in, uh, in the Japanese tattoo culture. And this book was an instant success, as the fortune tell, as the fortune teller said, and it started his career, and he 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 became a very very prolific writer, quite surprisingly, coming from nowhere, which is still fascinating, I think. It sounds like kind of a movie. Huh? Yeah, great. <laughs> and, right. and 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 then he became also an expert in 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 palm line reading. Mm. Uh, he wrote some books. Uh, his daughter told me he uh, he wrote articles in uh, in magazines too, and um, so he, he wrote he wrote many many crime novel books, um, historical books too. Uh, he he studied the Edo culture a lot apparently, um, and uh, yeah, and he, he became that much successful that some themes were made from his books. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so he kept on writing until uh, until he died. Uh, so um, yeah, he was quite like a, a genius uh, to, to my eyes. Yeah, I think he he was kind of a genius. Yeah, that's incredible. And mm. did you discover him? Because uh, you you mentioned the book Irezumi, right? That's right. So you read that book, right? And you instantly, you know, caught because you know the tattoo culture, you know you know, the, the, the Japanese culture, and now you find this character. So I guess all those things fused together. It's like, oh, this is awesome, right? Yeah. <clears throat> uh, it starts by uh, the, the, the publication of his first book. So the, the first book that he, that he wrote, um, whose name is uh, Shisei Satsujin Jiken, which is like the, the affair of the uh, tattoo crime. 
uh, if I if I translate it correctly, uh, it's maybe more well translated in the book. Uh, but um, the, this book that he wrote in 1948 was published for the first time in French in 2016. And uh, I had this book uh, had already been translated in English in America uh, in the end of the 90s. I had the book, but I, ha I had never read it. <clears throat> and uh, but I already saw the name of Mr. Takagi on uh, some publication of Kaibunsha. Uh, so Kaibunsha is, uh, is an editor, a Japanese editor, uh, who uh, started to publish a lot of books about uh, the traditional Japanese tattoo uh, in the 80s and uh, until beginning of the uh, 2000. And some of, uh, some of the publication have Mr. Takagi's name on it. There is one specifically in collaboration with uh, Donet Hardy around the work of um, the Tokyo tattooer Horiyoshi uh, from, um, from Tokyo. And uh, there is an article with Ed Hardy in this uh, book, and there is also an article from Mr. Takagi. So his name was there, <clears throat> but I didn't really get into. So when the, the, the first translation came out in France, um, that was a great opportunity first to read the book, then to, to, to understand that it was very well documented to my eyes. So I thought, wow, it's, uh, Mr. Takagi is not, is not uh, like uh, trying to make something from something that is far away from him, but that might be appealing for a writer because it has a lot of fantasy to, to do with. Um, no, he, he, he seemed to really to, to, to know this culture quite well. So um, I thought, yeah, maybe I should dig a little bit about this man. And by the way, what is the story with this man and the tattoo? So I contacted the French editor and I asked them if it was possible to put me through with the, the, the rights holder, the copyright holder or the family. And then I got the, the email of his daughter. So I wrote his daughter and I said, yeah, I'm a French journalist and uh, <clears throat> I'm quite intrigued by, uh, by Mr. Takagi after the publication of his first book. And um, his daughter accepted to, to meet me in Tokyo. So we met in 2017 in Tokyo uh, in um, the library of Mr. Takagi in the house that he bought 30, uh, 30 years ago before that uh, her daughter still uh, lived in. And um, uh, Akiko Takagi uh, confirmed that uh, her father was, uh, was fascinated with tattooing. And, uh, and then that's it, then the story goes on. <laughs> Yeah, because like you know, you you were explaining to me like in uh, when I met you last time in Lyon that obviously to write this book, Irezumi had to do a lot of research and and meet tattooers, hang out with tattooers. You were you were saying that he got access to uh, you know that world, tattoo people, so to really understand the culture from the inside, right? That's right. Yeah, that's right. So what was quite tricky with, uh, with this book is because of course uh, Mr. Takagi is not uh, with us anymore so uh, I had to find some people who could tell also about him and then I could find some information on some books too so yeah that's how I write it is that uh, Mr. Takagi was attracted uh, he, he was interested in tattooing from a very early age because uh, as it is said in one text he um, uh, he explained he went to the public bus with his mother when he was very young, probably five years old or something. And then he saw a tattooed woman and um, it was kind of a shock for him. Something that went really deep, deep in him. Um, but he forgot about it. And when he started to think about the story of his first book, uh, then it came again because he saw in a magazine the picture of a tattooed woman, uh, of, a, of a woman getting tattooed. And then everything apparent make, came out. And um, so this interest in tattooing was, uh, was still very active. And uh, he, he did some research uh, for, um, for the story of the book and apparently met uh, the family Horigoro like this. And then it started quite an, a, a quite... Um, um, a friendship between Mr. Takagi and his and this family. 
Nice. And here I have your book, which we'll get to it in a second, which is a part effect from being really beautifully crafted. But again, you'll yeah. explain us better in a second. But in the foreword, I love it. Like oh, thanks, a part thanks. effect, a part, you know, what's important is what's inside, which is the reason why you buy it, which is amazing. But at the same time, I like the fact that it's really well crafted. You know, we'll talk about this in a second, like the paper and everything. But anyway, in the foreword here, you mentioned that then when you met, uh, Akiko is her name, right? Yep, that's right. Then you said that you found out those photographs and you couldn't believe uh, the wealth of, 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 of beauty and information you found there, right? You want to talk a bit about this? Yeah, sure. So um, it was like, um, yeah, finding some kind of treasure uh, after working on the uh, on the Japanese tattoo culture for about 15 years. Uh, you didn't see that coming, huh? No, absolutely not. No, I was really, you know, it was really strange because I worked uh, for an exhibition in Paris and it took two years of my life. I was completely exhausted after this, uh, after this work and um, it affected also my personal life. Um, and it came to a point when I, f I finished the tattoo, I finished this uh, work for the, the exhibition in Paris. And I was completely exhausted and I really considered like stopping working on the, on the Japanese tattoo sub topic. Um, I was thinking maybe I should do something else, considering more about my personal life also. And then, but yeah, then the, the book came out and um, finally I thought, yeah, maybe let's try, let's try. Um, and, uh, and then, yeah, so... Then I contacted Akiko and when we met in uh, the father's library, when at her house, and she confirmed uh, her father had a great passion for tattooing. Um, she had put on her side some old photo albums and uh, she gave it to me and said, yeah, my father, he took photos too. Uh, and I was quite surprised. I didn't expect, yeah, uh, like Mr. Tagagi as a writer was taking photo or this photo would be would have an interest and of course yeah when i open it i discovered these photos and um after after working on the field for the last 15 years i knew the documents that were available i knew the photos that were circulating again and again on instagram and uh, or on facebook because there is a great also like resources uh, that i use uh, available on facebook a guy that was really passionate with uh, about japanese tattooing and so I knew that the photos in these albums have never been shown or at least circulated in a very, very intimate uh, circle. And um, it was fantastic because they were showing the, this underground culture in the 50s, which is um, a, a time timeline we, we don't know very much, um, at least from the outside. And they're really good. And they're really good. It's not just, you know... Yeah. They're really well made. Yeah, yeah. The photos, they're fantastic. Yeah, you, you could tell Mr. Takagi knew how to use these old machines with uh, with the flash because, of course, <clears throat> in the studios, there you, you can tell there were not a lot of light. So as it's an underground art, yeah, you, you don't have a lot of light and you need an extra flash. So um, he was very good at it. He had really sense of framing the photos. And... What I like the most is uh, the, the the proximity. You 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 can see all the great tattooers of the time, but so that's unique, unique. In like Horiuno two, uh, Horiuno three, working at a very young age, um, the Horigoro family, the tattooed people that he was uh, able to shoot also in the in the in the studios. I mean, yeah, that was quite phenomenal to see that and the photos you could tell that was not like the photos taken by um, foreign photographers like um, American photographers that came after the war and uh, that published some photos for example in life magazines that uh, these photos uh, had a very special uh, taste and approach but the photos of Takagi were um, were are intimate you can tell that the people they know him they like him they share the same passion and they allow him to to take those photos as a friend so this is very special awesome and then you said okay now i need to do something of course yeah yeah uh, immediately uh, i said to akiko wow this is something this is quite incredible 
Um, so I tried to explain her, but of course she didn't have any interest. She didn't have any interest in tattooing, she, and uh, the the interest of her father was really specific to his father, to her father. So they didn't know what to do with these photos. Actually, they had a they had a big archive because Mr. Takagi was very prolific and writing to a lot of other writers. So uh, they, she, she was more interested and she felt it was more relevant for the memory of his father to scan all the letters that were exchanged with other crime novel writers and whatever for people that would do research on his father for, as a crime novel writer. And so, but the photos were mixed with family photos and everything. So they didn't know what to do with it. And they, Mr. Miss Takagi, she told me that... Uh, they thought about um, throwing them away from space. <laughs> oh, scary. <laughs> so at that point, I understood that uh, that that I had to 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 make um to 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 make an aware to 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 make them aware that this was a really piece of history that was important for this culture. So um, I told them, yeah, if you don't want these photos, give them to me. If you don't want, and of course, I think it's your photos, let me do something with it. And in the beginning, they were quite skeptic because uh, I was living in France and Tokyo was far away. So to do some research like this, it was a bit complicated. But finally, I started like to, to, to make some proposition. And um, finally, she agreed to let me work on the photos. And then I started uh, to, the, the, to, to, to come to go to Tokyo and to spend hours, days in the library, looking at the photos, trying to find uh, dates, like a narrative to these photos too. So yeah, it was, fa it was fantastic. Great experience. Nice. How long did it take since you saw the picture till the book came out? The book came out in 2021 and I met Akiko for the first time in 2017. So I came back uh, and started to research um, in 2018. So during the four years, uh, it took me four years to research, to um, find some people who knew Mr. Takagi, to write some text, to edit the book, and to understand how to make a book too, and find the right person to do it. Because <laughs> wow. I, know, I know from my experience with similar or other things and projects that this become an obsession like for that time this becomes like your life you eat breathe and sleep <laughs> this book right that's right yeah i i mean it's something that all the people that are passion that has a passion for tattooing may uh, may may feel and understand completely like uh, tattooing has something magical that attracts you and and it becomes quite quickly an obsession and to me it was like this yeah, uh, this book became really an obsession. Yeah, it was fascinating to work on these images that nobody has known. Um, to it was fascinating to to do my work as a journalist, um, to what I think was my work as a journalist, and to 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 try to research and understand to to develop like the environment around these photos, and um, yeah. Obsession is good. I like it. <laughs> I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. That, that's like, you know, I, I think that everything significant, you need to be a little bit obsessed about. Like when it comes to such a big volume of work, you know, otherwise you couldn't make it till the end. It's just too much work. Yeah, you're not obsessed, yeah. right? How, how do you feel with, do, do you feel upset with, with tattooing or? Uh, uh, I feel, obs I feel obsessed about a lot, of, a lot of different things. Like I've been obsessed with tattooing for, I've been tattooing for 20 years this year. So I've been obsessed with that. And I still am because, Everybody that tattoos, you know, I would say seriously, but that's a word that can be misunderstood. But like you're really dedicated. Uh, you are obsessed, you know, because you talked about that. You look about that stuff. Like, you know, it becomes an obsession. And then there are things that go around it that I get obsessed with at different times. For example, I just finished myself to work on a book, which will come up next this year. It took me three years. Yeah, big work. And it, and it, and it does become an obsession. Because mm -hmm. you had to do all the research. It's based on uh, Italian literature and stuff. So it's all the research, all the actual work on it, then the writing, and then the extra stuff. Proofreading, this and that, choose the cover. The, the, 
So you have to be obsessed. Otherwise, you can't get it done. You know, it's like, that's right. To be, right. Yeah, that's and right. Then, yeah. And, and also, I think this obsession is also, um, if you if you really want to, to make something um, nice or, or you feel nice or your obsession is a good um, is a good um, uh, energy or st stimulation to 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 try to make it as good as you would like to uh, to make it good and um, so I think yeah if, if you're quite uh, um, if you have respect for what you're doing I guess your, your book is about the the, the Italian poet uh, Dante Alighieri and uh, yeah. I guess you, you had now a very special conversation with him because you got Im emerged yourself with Dante's work at such a point that um, uh, you, you crossed some doors uh, and, um, and I, I guess yeah it's, it's, a, it's a necessity like uh, to, to make something that, um, that is very valuable to you. Yeah and also like I think it's the same for you because you are working based on you know someone else material someone else life or someone else in general right so you want to respectfully play uh, pay a tribute to this person that is good enough you can be like oh i'm just gonna half-ass this thing and see right no man like you had to honor this person that you choose to tribute so you had to be like oh this has to be as good as i can right in your possibilities right yeah, exactly. The, the the photos were so good that uh, I <clears throat> I really ne needed to 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 upscale myself, and um, so I, I couldn't. Um, I, there was a lot. Uh, I had a lot of respect for the work that was done by Mr. Takagi, by the quality of the photos, by by the the quality of the information and documentation that he did. Uh, so of course, I had a lot of respect for his passion for, for tattooing that I shared, and uh, also for the family of uh, Miss Takagi because um, she, uh, she 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 trusts me. So I I needed to be um, to, to 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 be uh, as good as uh, she trusted me, and um, and yeah. So, um, so, so the obsession also like to, to, for, for the work was also an obsession like to, to make something that was, uh, that the, the family would, uh, would like also and, re and uh, relevant to the respect um, I, um, I had and the, the trust she, she, she gave to me. Yeah, and, I, and I, I think you might feel the same. Stuff like this becomes somehow part of your legacy. That's why, you know, uh, it, it gets that value because like, oh, this is something that wasn't there before I created, where I contribute to bring it to, you know, to life. And this is a piece of my legacy to the world. You know, this, I gave this to, in this case, you know, the world of tattooing or, you know, tribute to Japanese culture and stuff. So, mm, yeah, <clears throat> I don't see is, uh, I don't see it as a legacy because I see it on my, uh, on my, uh, from my little point, from my little place. But uh, I'm very happy to share it and to share it in good condition with all the, the, the Japanese tattoo lovers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a fantastic feeling to, to share it and to make the people. I, I receive a lot of very, very fun, great um, compliments and positive reactions. So um, it's really great feeling to make the people happy. So, so from this book, uh, it's, it's one of the great surprises uh, that I have. Yeah. And uh, would you like to, uh, you know, for people that don't know the book, they haven't seen the book, right? Uh, you know, then we'll, we'll say where they can find it and all of that. But would you like to quickly describe what the book is? You know, apart from the fact that, like I was saying, it's beautifully crafted, you know, uh, the paper, the cover, you can see that you wanted to pay attention to detail also, not just put ink on paper. Uh, but would you like to, you know, to explain briefly what the book is about, like what's in it? Uh, the, the book, so the book is uh, 200 pages, and um, the book is the collection of, uh, of uh, a selection of uh, Mr. Takagi's photograph that he took with a middle format camera. A middle format camera is like kind of a professional camera. At the time, uh, the standard was the Rolleiflex. So all the journalists, the photographers at the time had the Rolleiflex, but um, then Japan after World War II, uh, the, the photo industry uh, invested in this kind of um, uh, devices and um, so they started to build their own Rolleiflex 
um, so the photos are in square format. You you can recognize this this uh, kind of camera because of the format of the of the of the photo. So there are so Mr. Takagi took about two hundred photos with this type of camera, and um, I selected one hundred and thirty photos, forty photos inside. Um, so you have uh, all these uh, photos that I tried to adjust to edit as an with a narration with a coherence between uh, the different characters that you meet at one point in one photo and then you meet again in another series. And um, the book comes with uh, three texts. So there is a text that I wrote uh, to talk about what's in the photo, what's the story of Mr. Takagi with, um, with uh, tattooing, uh, why these photos are important, what do, you, what do they show, uh, how does the progression of Mr. Takagi's uh, interaction with the tattooer in the, with the tattooer progress. Um, I try to 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 build a story. I, I it was quite difficult. I hope the people like it. I I did the best I can to 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 give a, a story to 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 this um, to this to 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 this photograph and uh, and Mr. Takagi's relationship with tattooing. Also, you have a great text, and I thank her a lot uh, of um, from um, Mr. Takagi's daughter. So Akiko, Akiko, quite surprisingly, she liked to write, and um, she, for example, she 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 liked to write uh, what happened in in her life every year. She 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 has a small publication that she prints uh, herself, uh, where she, she she talks about uh, her life, the people that came in, uh, etc. So so she write very she she write she write in a very easy manner. And she agreed to talk about the passion of uh, her father uh, with tattooing. So it's a very great insight um, of uh, a very close member of Mr. Takagi. And uh, I think she she talks about it with a very honest aspect. And uh, that's very precious, I think. And the third text, the, third, the text uh, is wrote by a French uh, academic who is a specialized in um, the Japanese crime novel literature. And um, and I was really happy to, to find him uh, and uh, that he agreed to, to write about uh, Mr. Takagi. Uh, even though he's not a specialist about Mr. Takagi, he's a, he, my intention was to ask him to um, tell about the position of Mr. Takagi in the history of Japanese crime literature. So um, there is also this text, and all the text on all the book is bilingual, uh, English and French. Nice. That's it. We have two papers, one for the photos, one for the, the text. And um, it's, a, it's a pretty good format, I think. Uh, it's 19, 19.5 by 20, 24.5. So it's pretty quite square format and I think it fits the photos. Some people yeah. ask me like to to make it bigger so that it can be a reference book too. <laughs> Some people <laughs> already use it. <laughs> yeah, because you have a lot of pictures of, of people, you know, with from from those days, from that age, of people with bodysuits and like you said, very valuable references for people that are interested in that uh, style of Japanese tattooing. How do you, you know to or you know too, yeah. yeah and and uh, you, you can really see uh, see it as a reference book, you know. So I can see why they want that. No, but I think this is nice <laughs> because you know it, it's it's something in between, you know, the two. So I think it's nice. And uh, and the picture on the cover, it's so cool because it's so bohemian, at least the way I see it. You know, you have the, the <laughs> Japanese character, which I associate with you know certain discipline mindset, but then it looks really bohemian somehow. That's right. He's so he's mesmerizing. Like looking at you is like this dude looks like a cool dude. <laughs> How do you feel right? when you look at the picture? Do you feel comfortable or do you feel intrigued? Um, I don't know. The first thing I feel is this: is like this dude looks like a cool dude. Meaning, it looks like a guy with a bohemian personality that you could have an interesting conversation with. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's uh, maybe not necessarily a person that might always play by the rules, you know, it's not like the Mr. Nice guy. So it, it is fascinating. Uh, but then, you know, when you, when you look at it more, it's like, he's literally staring at you, you know? So because mm -hmm. his eyes are so, uh, so intense, you know? So I think it's, it's a very, it's a very interesting picture. 
like like you made the the also the um, the bookmark with this you know which is super cool and it could be like an artwork on its own you know because yeah. It's great. I love this. Uh, this photo. This it's uh, so. So for the people who hasn't seen this picture, it's uh, a self-portrait of Mr. Takagi, and he's um to he's about uh, he, he's he's about the age of um, the, the the he was taking pictures almost at this time, so it's really like connected to to the photos inside too, and he's. Um, Wearing like a, a, a yukata, I think. Um, so it's not a, it's like a summer kimono or something or a house kimono. So, um, and he's probably sitting behind uh, on the floor. Uh, and uh, he, there's a small table in front of him and a cup of something could be tea, could be whiskey. Uh, and he's smoking and he's taking like a position and there is all the smoke with the cigarette that gives a very film noir atmosphere and this photo i love it uh, was mixed with all the photos with family photos in, in the albums so the family didn't really pay attention to to, to that photo and uh, i'm they almost to... threw it out they almost threw it out yeah 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 maybe not this one but uh all the yeah. tattoos yeah they, they were about to 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 throw it yeah yeah nice and yeah. And yeah, I think I'm very happy to, to have put this photo on the front. Um, at first, it, it made more sense to put some tattooed people on the cover. Uh, I wanted to have tattooed women on the cover. Um, but then the family didn't feel comfortable with that idea. So, um, mm. uh, but my first, my first uh, impression that this self-portrait was, was perfect with, uh, with the book. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a very good tribute. Like this is you know it's about right. him, so that's cool. Um, so I guess that now you know usually when you have this workload, then I think it's just natural to need a time to kind of you know recover from this, like to, you know because it's so much. Well, is there anything else cooking next for you, or are you still in that stage? Like, yeah, let's see where it goes from here. Um, actually, yeah, I. I wish I had the time like to 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 step back a little bit after the publication of the book last year but uh, well, fortunately for me and for the book uh, the, the the book sold well so I had to um to to reprint it to reprint it so it was another experience for me as an uh, as a young editor nice. and uh, I'm really glad like to, uh, to 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 have done it and thank you also like for all the people that supported the project I really appreciate it it's really um uh, there was a really fantastic support from the tattoo community, so it's good to feel that. It's good to to feel there is a lot of passion around from the people. And um, so now um, my uh, my job is uh, and my pleasure also is like to 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 keep selling the book, keep uh, talking about it, and uh, organize exhibition, go to convention, and do fo and do photo photo exhibition. So that's it. But yeah, there I like doing books so I, I want to do more books in the future nice yeah I, lo I love that I always love this about this world that you know in certain instances we refer to it as an industry but more than an industry this is a community first you know mm -hmm. and in cases like this it shows it right that's right yeah, yeah. I, I think sometimes yeah it's it's fantastic to feel this yeah and um so you also uh, you also sell the pictures, some of the pictures in a very good, uh, very high quality uh, print and all of that, right? For people that would like to get the book, would like to get the picture, would like to see your work, you know, contact you, follow you, get a hold of you. Like, where, where can they go? Where can they find you, find you the book? Well, first of all, for the, the Instagram is the, the first connection, the easiest one. So um, if you want to follow the project, there is... Um, an Instagram dedicated to it. So it's the name of the book. The name is The Tattoo Writer. Um, this name has, has been chosen because Mr. Takagi apparently in the literary circles in Tokyo after the success of his first book uh, was nicknamed like this. So I thought that was a good title. And so The Tattoo Writer is the name of your account on Instagram. My Instagram personal is Pascal Bagou. It's when you you'll see it on the uh, on the Instagram when you go to the tattoo writer and there's also a website and the website um, connects you to the shop where you can buy the book and you can buy some prints. Um, I I took a specific care to 
work with uh, another craftsman for the prints of the photograph, uh, because of course the um, it's the photos were taken with a film camera, so uh, it was it made sense to 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 work with a, a printer, uh, a silver uh, printer. Uh, so I work with um, uh, an old master in Lyon uh, that nice. I happened to to meet. Forty years of work in the silver photo uh, uh, craft, and uh, it's a real pleasure to to work with him to learn more about traditional photography and to learn from his technique. And he likes the blues also, so we can play. We can talk about music too. So it's nice. really great. Yeah. And the, the, the website also has a, a blog section that I just started somehow. Um, so there will be some news and I plan to work to, to, to do some articles and to share some of the researches I do on the website in the news section. So if you want to follow, there, has, there will be some content also there. Awesome. Yeah, then we're going to put all the links in the description of the episode. Right. Thank you very much. What a journey, man. Eh? Like this, <laughs> this book, you know, I think enriched your life on so many different things. Like, you know, you, you get to meet this craftsman with so much experience in photography and printing and then the Japanese culture and then the, the, the crime novel world. You know, like how it enriched your own life, right? It's a journey. It's so dope. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Tattooing, Japanese tattooing changed my life. And uh, I mean, uh, it's still like a wave. I'm... I don't surf, but I can compare to surfing somehow. So, um, yeah, I like it. Yeah, like the passion, the more you give to the passion, the more it gives to you. Um, and uh, it's definitely, yeah, a great, uh, a great, uh, great trip for me. And I love to, to keep on talking with uh, people who have tattoos, meeting tattooers and being more into this craft. Because for me, it's a very different position like yours. You're... You are a tattooer, you, you live in the studio, you know the studio atmosphere. I'm kind of a little bit on the outside. I'm on the outside. So um, I try to find my way uh, between professional like you, tattooed people, and, um, and getting, then still, yeah, finding, finding documentation and sharing history. Awesome, awesome. Pascal. Thank you so much for sharing this. I'm sure that people that are into Japanese tattooing will love this because like, we like to nerd out about this stuff. You know? so I, really, <laughs> That's right. I, really, I really wanted to you know, help to put the word out because it's a really good book. I got my copy. Uh, Thank you so much. It's very well made. Definitely worth. And, printed uh, in Italy. Huh? Printed in Italy. You know, in so Verona. <laughs> go Italy. And, uh, and it's go really Italy. well made. I told you just like you know, touching it in the paper is so cool. I love that craftsmanship stuff. So Cool. Awesome. All right, Pascal, have a great evening and we'll be in yeah. touch, yeah? You too. Yeah, thanks awesome. again, Steph. Yeah, bye-bye. Awesome, thank you. Cheers. Bye.